out, man. You ain't really black. You just fronting for the white man. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Too blue to be black, too black to be blue. Dispatch is eyes and ears. That's the way it works. Points bulletin units stay alert. Patrol car cruising down the strip. Got a tip that a dope boy's about to pie flip for a grip. Jip told the whole story. Now we out like Cape Crusaders. Trying to elevate the ranks like elevators. They all hate us from our disposition. Is just a job, man. Tell them what our mission to is. To protect and serve as our vocation. From cracking a violator of probation to surveilling a location. Hostage negotiations. Show the patience employed when we avoid violence but no ovation. Clap, clap, the guns go. Funds never possible. Living in a city where your skin is an obstacle. Whether you a cop or a shop on the front end with bricks in the back, man, it don't mean nothing. Caught between the rock and the hard place. And the color of my face. Caught between the rock and the hard Who's a pioneering member of the force from a youth? I took the path resembling his course and was raised in the neighborhoods and paid to patrol as a group that pastor at the church prayed for my soul. Now my partner gave it history lessons while we're progressing. Got another perk in back of the car, he ain't confessing. Another brother going on chill, he looking guilty as hell, but at the same time, I'm thinking as hell. Caught between the rock and the hard place. Between the rock and the hard place uh, And the color of my face Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Too blue to be black, too black to be blue Oh, another exciting night. All right, all right. Testing, test one, two, three, and we bring that volume up. There we go. All right, you are tuned back into Too Blue to Be Black, Too Black to Be Blue. I'm your host, Marv Desarge, and we are here on the main radio network powered by Brass Radio 1. And it is uh, Friday, uh, March 6th. We are just on the heels of the Super Tuesday. And uh, what a shocker, right? Joe Biden resurgence uh, came in and uh, with one fell swoop, man, uh, South Carolina, he owes uh, Congressman Clyburn and, and the black voters of South Carolina his uh, presidency, man, if he gets uh, to that uh, that point because he, he, he got new life. He got new life through uh, the voters down there, man. Bernie Sanders was running away, and uh, now we got a new ball game, so. Yeah, we are tuned in to Too Blue to Be Black, Too Black to Be Blue. Again, I'm your host. Uh, the dial-in number is 585-653-0021, 585-653-0021. And we are just going to chop it up today about, uh, you know, some of the things I'm looking at on Twitter and uh, and watching the news. And, uh, man, it's been, it's been crazy. But we're going to bring our, our second host in before we go into it. All right, so uh, as I pick up on the line, 
Hey there, we got you online, MP. How we doing today, brother? Hey, what's hey doing good? How you doing? Hey man, I'm above ground. I am above ground. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess that's a start, huh? Yeah, and look, man, look, everything else is gravy after that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so what I started talking about with the uh the 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 listeners out there, man, I the, you know, I think I sent you the information. Looking at uh safety here in twenty twenty, you know, we got uh, uh the the political climate, man, is hot. Uh, you know, people making all kind of threats. I was checking out Twitter earlier and saw that uh, they had a Nazi bring a flag, the Nazi flag, to uh, Bernie Sanders rally, and uh, and and you know, I, we've been watching. I mean, the white nationalists been been kind of being more bravado about their thing more and more under this uh, this Trump presidency. But you know, between uh, you know, black men being shot and and beaten by police and and. And uh, you know, unarmed, and and then this here with this going on, and and seem like the political climate has gotten even more um, negative. And then last night, uh, you know, uh, uh, we had Nathaniel, uh, who was a, a young man arrested down in Alabama, uh, executed last night, and he didn't fire one shot. Didn't fire one shot. So I don't know if you're familiar with that that story, but I, you know, I'll talk about it a little bit here, man. Um, you know, he was on uh, death row with another uh, friend of his who was the, actually the, the, the actual killer of, of police. They, they shot four officers and uh, killed three. Uh, it, was a, it was a warrant to a drug house. And, and, and Nathaniel, uh, uh, he had went into that, that, that house uh, to buy. And uh, unbeknownst to them, when, uh, when, the, drug, when the, uh, the drug squad hit the house there, uh, he was uh, pepper sprayed. He ran from the location. Uh, and the, uh, friend that was there that was selling, uh, end up drawing his weapon and shooting at the officers and, uh, killing three of them and wounding, uh, one other. But, uh, when he was arrested, he, uh, he, uh, copped to the, uh, the, the murders and said that, look, it was spontaneous. It was no plan. It was no cooperation, but nonetheless, they, uh, they convicted both of them of, of capital murder and, and the shooter is still alive waiting his day but they uh they executed uh the young man who uh simply was in the wrong place at the wrong time he ran out he never fired a shot he never conspired with anything but yet they found him guilty of it and and uh and he was executed last night so that's uh that's it in a nutshell man what what uh what, what do you got on your mind today man well, well we- you know you know talking about what uh what occurred in alabama i had read it i read about it today and I heard about it. I remember hearing about it when it first occurred, you know, whenever, whenever, you know, police officers are shot and killed, you know, my ears perk up and I'm reading to see what happened, how it happened, uh, the tragedy surrounding, you know, the officers getting killed. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very bad situation, very, very bad all the way around. Absolutely. And this particular individual had a lot of folks basically asking, you know, the state of Alabama how is this proper based on these circumstances, these circumstances that you're going to execute this person as if you're saying he was involved in a premeditated uh, attack on these officers or a conspiracy to kill these officers. When the guy's in a drug house, the officers are at the door, the state of Alabama is trying to say that this person lured the officers into the house so that the bad guy could start shooting 
And there was no evidence of that, especially when they're talking about his person was somebody there to buy drugs. And he just happened to be in the house when the officers came to the door and they came into the house. And when they got to a certain point into the house, uh-huh. the bad guy started shooting. Now, you know, my family is from, you know, Alabama and Birmingham. So, you know, I've been down there uh, multiple times and, uh, you know, it's the state of Alabama. All right. Yeah. And you know, there's, there, there's some weird things coming out of some of these states when it's involving black men. It's like all of a sudden, oh, yeah, here's this here's this law we wrote up in 1812 that says that we can hang a black man. Or we can do this to a black man. And it's just ridiculous how all of a sudden they find this stuff, you know, out of the woodwork. And then the person who did the shooting. OK, he's still on death row while the other person who may have been basically, like you said, in the wrong place at the wrong time, is executed. And it's like you, you, you shake your head at some of the things that we are seeing these days involving black men. Now, uh, John Muhammad and Lee Boyd Malvo, when they did the, the sniper shootings in the Washington, D.C. area. Right, when right. They terror, when they terrorized the Washington, D.C. area, uh, they had those guys. Once those guys were finally caught, thank God they were caught. And then put on trial, you know, they pushed other court cases and to the side. Doc, look at that later. We want to deal with this because all these states, Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., uh-huh. they were so, and a few other states because they believe that these guys committed may have committed murders or shootings in Texas. And I believe the state of Oregon or Washington. Right, right. Yeah. These, so, I mean, this guy traveled around the country. You know, he was a, he was a veteran with an axe to grind. Uh, right. You so know, the, the so. thing is that. They pushed court cases off to the side. They adjourned stuff so that these states could fight over who was going to execute these guys first. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying to myself, okay, it's obvious that the, those people, you know, Malvo was under the the guidance or the spell, as I called it, of Muhammad. Yeah. Muhammad obviously had a few screws loose. But no, they nobody talked about that. Nobody said, you know what? Is there a possibility that this person committed these crimes due to being insane? Right, right. Which would have stopped. <laughs> we didn't hear that during the time that he yeah, was out there. No, you're right. Which would have stopped, which would have stopped any type of capital prosecution. Because somebody could have said these guys or this Muhammad guy was crazy. Totally right. insane crazy. No, nobody said that. Now we're getting incidents that are occurring in the United States, and the first thing people are popping out of their minds. Oh, well, this person may have been distraught or this person may have been despondent or this person may have had some mental issues. Uh, wait a minute. You know, nobody said anything about the D.C. snipers. What those guys did was horrendous. You know, and I'm going to reserve opinion on, <laughs> you know, the capital punishment aspect. Right. Because, it's, you know, there's too many things that are going wrong with these capital murder prosecutions that seem to be happening a lot to people of color. Right. Okay. But again, when so, we when we look at the pieces that you're talking about, and again, you're talking about Malvo, you know, brainwashing the young man and, and he was going out sniping, uh, you know, citizens indiscriminately. But he, but here we got a guy, man, we got, you know, evidence. We got statements from the officers as well as from, uh, you know, the, the shooter himself. You know, there there was no uh, evidence that 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 said this man was conspiring with with anything. Uh, let alone the shooter, and then for him to not even be inside the house when the gun 
is pointed and the trigger is pulled. You know, for him to 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 get the same amount of time and sentence as the actual shooter is, is what's mind boggling. And then you know to have uh, you know the uh, the the, uh, the pleas go up to uh, the Supreme Court where you got uh, Clarence Thomas uh, who who weighs in and and gives a a last minute stay, but they couldn't get the uh, the Governor K uh, Ivy to return calls. And so they lifted the stay and ultimately executed this 44-year-old Nathaniel Woods, uh, you know, who, again, you know, when you look at all the, the evidence that they're saying was uh, in this guy's favor, he was basically innocent and, 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 you know, institutionally lynched for the fact that he was black, the officers that were killed were white, and it was the state of Alabama. Well, see, also, also the thing is now, if I, if I was on the Supreme Court and I issued the temporary stay, then all of a sudden Governor Kay Ivey decided she wanted to go bake, you know, uh, muffins or something. And she don't want to answer the phone or talk, you know, about what is going on with the U.S. Supreme Court. I'd have been like this. OK, well, the stay continues until we get her on the phone or until we just uh, do what we need to do with her. The stay is going to continue. Now, Absolutely. I bet you. If they had it done, if the if the judge, if, if the Supreme Court justice would have made the stay indefinite, because whatever they wanted to ask Ivy, well, they obviously didn't ask her if she didn't return, not return the call, but get in communication. So I'm like this, okay, well the stay will continue until we do what we we do our due diligence, okay? Because I may have, I may have questions for the governor. I'd be like, well, is this person, is this person was he was this person really criminally liable? Was there a conspiracy involving this person? Oh, well, no. Was there a premeditation involving this person? No. Did this person pull the trigger? Right. No. Did this person do anything that helped the shooter kill these officers? Well, no. What is, how can you have this person, you know, locked up, let alone executed? Right. And, and so how no, do you get the black sense. community to trust the criminal justice system? We're talking about law enforcement we're talking about the da's office we're talking about the judges you know all this whole system you know all the way up to the governor all the way up to the governor all the way up to the governor and you know what the problem is and i'm seeing it more you know a little bit more out here also being on on the on the western part of the united states uh -huh. you know the type of the, the the laws and situations that changes in this state compared to what I saw in New York. Right. And, you know, I have to temper myself because I'm saying it's a totally different state and their laws are <laughs> a little bit different in some aspects. And it's, it's kind of scary. Now, also, you have to ask yourself, what type of legal representation was this guy getting prior to being convicted? You know, yeah. what was he getting during the pretrial aspects of it? You know, who, well, we certainly going to hear was, something. Yeah, was this person being represented by competent lawyers or just somebody who's saying, hey, you know what? I'm the public defender. I make $42,000 a year. I'm not going to bust my butt on this deal. You know, I'm not going right. to et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I know the family was had an issue with that. The family had an issue with that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, attorney that was uh, trying to get the, uh, the uh, conviction overturned had brought that same uh, point up that you're talking about. So, I mean, it was just a number of, 
uh, of things that I mean, you you're going right down the same line of question that I had, you know. And again, both of us, you know, you with 30 years of law enforcement, maybe 25 years, you know, you as a lieutenant, me as a sergeant, it wasn't like that, you know. We we were just some emotionally attached uh, person to uh, to the. Uh, the, the 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 thought of law enforcement being this honorable profession and 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 have no experience in that we've walked in the the offices and we've ridden in the, in the patrol car and we've made those arrests and those foot chases and and so we know what it is to be in a physical confrontation or be in a deadly force situation uh but yet to have some semblance of control and 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 reason uh when we talk about you know hey did i have enough to make that arrest if not then it don't it don't get made you know but here this guy problem, is arrested right the biggest problem that i'm seeing now and even out this way and in this part different parts of the country is that there is been there is a growing failure and this has gotten to be very huge numbers where the district attorneys or state attorney, prosecuting attorney, whatever they want to call them. Uh-huh. These guys are dropping the ball, plain and simple. End of story. When you have a district attorney who has said sort of semi publicly, he hasn't done it in front of TV, but has said it in other forums and in mixed company uh-huh. that he would not you know, put a police officer on trial, you know, for having, quote, unquote, a bad shoot. But they're, like, now, they're dropping the ball. About, are they dropping the ball indiscriminately? I mean, I mean, it don't seem like it's always dropped on uh, the the reversal of the foot. I mean, again, when we talk about, uh, you know, we go to Milwaukee and, and we get the uh, the uh, the Somalian uh, police officer uh, uh, arrested. He didn't get uh, the ball dropped. I mean, if anything, no. you know, we, we hear the judge say right inside the courtroom, you know, what a, to the to the, the former officer, what about this blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white woman in a pink T-shirt was threatening to you, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's just that when you see so many uh, of these situations play out when it's white on black, it, it is always this mitigating circumstance of why it was justifiable, but here it we, is. <laughs> it's it, crazy. No, man, it, it, no, you're right. It is crazy because of the fact that it all it still backs up and boils down to race. Okay, now out here in Clark County, Las Vegas, I have been, you know, I'm on uh, a grand jury out here. Mm. Okay, and I'm seeing cases come in, and the different cases coming in with, the, you know, the people involved. Uh huh. All right. I, you know, I, I saw a biracial assistant DA female present a case. I've yet to see a uh, a male of color present. So that tells me, you know, how many people are working in the Clark County DA's office that are presenting yeah. cases. Okay. So now, you know, to be honest with you, it's, it's kind of concerning. You know, that's uh-huh. one of the reasons why I went ahead and became... You know, I, you know, cause, you know, it's, it's civic duty. Right. You have a choice of not, be, you know, being on a jury per right. se. And I could have done that. But when I came to that first jury pool uh-huh. and I looked around and I was the only, you know, I was like, you know, the, the, uh, a, a man of color. OK, there was a few others. Yeah. But, you know, there were Mexican-American or Hawaiian. There wasn't no good old fashioned Ray Ray African-American. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> right, some, right. Some guy who's been working for the last five, six years, making 11 bucks an hour in Walmart, you know, you know, struggling to feed his family. You know, there weren't those 
there wasn't that type of individual in mm. the jury pool. So I stuck with it because, you know, I was, you know, we've been one of the guys, one of the guys who uh-huh. said, hey, you know, there needs to be more representation, diverse representation on these juries. Right, right. And now, and now if I said, well, I'm not, I don't want to be on the jury, then I would be, you know, a hypocrite. So I went ahead with it for this whole year. I got to do this. Well, you know, okay. we, we, you know, we run from it historically just because uh, again and i and i've seen a lot of it uh uh you know that the same kind of mindset and and behavior uh running for office it's like you know our our um our priorities or our our um stamina to want to take part in the process and and you know a lot of it is from situations like this where you get a a, a man arrested and charged with murder uh capital murder three times over and and is executed and he didn't do anything to facilitate or to even plan the the incident but then you want us to step up and become jurors uh in this system and and help put more of us behind bars no what we have to do we have to i'm not gonna use i'm gonna use the word revolution lightly Okay, I'm going to use that word lightly. Uh-huh. We need to increase uh, jury participation. We I need agree. To increase, we need to increase community awareness, community uh-huh. service, community uh, duties and civic duties. Uh-huh. We need to increase this. If we sit back on the back burner, sit back, you know, on the sidelines uh-huh. while other people, all right, are taking the reins, okay, then it's kind of hard for us to complain later. We need to start stepping forward. We need to get out and vote. We need to put candidates on the ballot, you know, who are, who are going to be you know, representative of the community. Uh-huh. We need to have more people, you know, doing more within the local governments, state government, where all of this stuff counts. You know, with, like in New York, in Albany, where they're making decisions where money is going in uh-huh. New York state. So how we do we generate have, that? How, how do, how do we get that? I hear you people, saying we need people that. Have to, people have to get off of their behinds, plain and simple. But what motivates right? people, them people to, have to, huh? What motivates them to, if you got, if you got what we consider government lynchings, what motivates you to go to partake into a system that you, you yeah. don't buy into? You have to, we have to get in the positions to cease this type of activity. That means, you know what? I, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, our folks, you know, talking about, you know, the, the you know, Bernie Sanders campaign and Bernie Sanders wants free this, free that, free everything. The world is free. You know, we're going to take back everything because it's going to be free, free, free. I'm like this. I, I want to tell folks, and this is just my, this is based on my own opinion. Get your education. Right. Get, get a secondary and advanced education in the field you want to go into. Get a job in that field. And pay your bills that you incur. If you want a if you want a nine hundred dollar BMW car payment, but you're only making fifteen hundred dollars a month at work, <laughs> then go right ahead. But don't be don't complain that you want free this, free that. Oh, I can't pay my I can't pay my student loans. You can't pay your student loans because you have a nine hundred dollar BMW payment. All right, so it sounds like we got a we sound like we got a mindset adjustment. Then you know, again, yeah. we're talking about priorities of you know we got the superficial, uh, you know, hey, I want the bling bling, I want the furs, I want this. Meanwhile, you know, we have like I said, government lynchings. I mean, you look at the the, the documentary Spies in Mississippi, 
you know, they they killed those three Freedom Riders and 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 Megas Evers, and it was all state sanctioned because they wanted to continue to have the state's rights of uh, segregation and and not having the Brown versus Board be inf- uh, instituted in in their uh, county and their in their state rather. Uh, and again, we're talking about you know Alabama and Mississippi, yeah, those, those areas. Talking, we're also talking fifty years ago, 60 right? Fifty years ago, yeah, now, only. Geez. Come, I'm, I'm like this. It's like uh, in the year 2020, we are so advanced in certain areas, and we are back in the woods in others. Yeah, now, it doesn't make any sense. But unfortunately, if folks are not getting themselves prepared to be uh, 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 teenagers, young adults, adults, et cetera, et cetera. You know, making co- the proper contribution to themselves, uh-huh. you're not gonna be able to make a contribution to no one else. Right. You can't. Nobody's. Nobody's telling me. Oh yeah, man, I, I dropped out in the sixth grade, but I want. I want to go sell drugs. And uh, yeah, yeah, you think so? How long do you think that's gonna last? Either you're gonna go to jail, or you're gonna get hurt or killed. Okay, that stuff is not going to last because you know there are uh, authorities out here to stop that type of stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Get your education. If you want, you want to drop out of school because you think all of a sudden you're going to drop out of school and and, and not get a decent job. You're not going to be able to have rent. You're not going to be able to buy a car, whether it's new or used. You're not going to be able to do the things that is going to be needed to be done in the year 2020, 2025, 2030. Now, for some reason, it is going with a lot of these younger folks is going in one ear and out the other so it sounds like right. some of some of the populists because i you know i hear you and, and i don't want to do a broad stroke sweep on on all the young folks i don't think everybody no, all of them. is, is all in of that hole but for, for the ones that, that you're talking about you know again we're looking at those ones that that have this grandiose uh thought that they were going to do this and and it's going to work out because it did in in hustle and flow or you know some some uh show they saw on tv you know i could do that wherein you have the other side of the kids that's doing all the right things, and and they're finding themselves in the same predicament that you saw Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders trying to address with, you know, the health care and and the free uh, uh, school and whatnot, and and the criminal justice reform, and and looking at uh, you know the 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 two cents from the uh, from the, uh, the the wealthy tax, you know, uh, to to well, give you know- to. You know, those those things resonate because people saying, hey, not all of us want to go out here and do what we do. But we find ourselves forced to be in this position because of bad choices or the social economic, uh, you know, that was passed down from my grandparents to my parents. You know, so I'm I'm in this same uh, impoverished uh, environment and mindset. And it's because that a lot of, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but a lot of that is like you said, it's bad choices and it's of their own volition. Don't, I mean, they cannot, a person cannot complain if they voluntarily left school in the eighth grade. If they voluntarily have not gotten any vocational training. Right. No, you can't, you can't get vocational training. But what if, if they you didn't? Can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm sitting and looking at the schools and I'm saying that we are now just starting to see more money being put into the CTE programs because the kids were either you going to college or you going to military. They didn't give you the vocational uh, opportunities. And, and so thanks to youth bill 
and and to uh, some of these uh, charter schools and whatnot, uh, they they have brought this back to the forefront, wherein we have this other option, this third option, if you will, where now if I'm not that kid that's that's excelling in my in my academics, you know, and and I really don't have a desire to go into the military, what's my recourse? Well, if the vocational schools are not there, and the kid on the block standing next to me. It's got a wad full of money, and all they got to do is be a lookout or, or, or pedal a few bags. It's kind of hard to turn that down, man, especially if you saw your uncle or your or your sister or your auntie or your daddy or your granddad. You know, if you've seen somebody emulating that, and that's all you know, because, again, we all socially learn. We're in a social learning uh, setting and, and environment, and a lot of that social learning is also social controlling, you know. I'm going to do what I thought I saw my family do, and in their eyes, it's right. Wherein well, you know what? It's, it's here, here, it boils down to this. It's a continuation of the bad choices that that individual is making. Mm. If a person can't go to vocational school and learn how to do certain trades if they can't read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not I agree. Be able to go yeah, to, literacy is a big piece. To, they're not going to be able to go to vocational school or trade school and learn how to be a car carpenter or a plumber and that type of stuff uh-huh. if they can't add 2 plus 2 or divide uh, 10 by 2. Right. Okay. They're not. It's not going to happen. All right. And the problem is, these kids believe that all of a sudden now they get into ninth, tenth, eleventh grade, and they know everything. They're telling their parents everything. Oh, I know. They know this. They know that because they're they're hearing it from their other buddies. They're seeing it on these rap videos and that type of stuff. <laughs> now, now you I got mean, some. <laughs> we're all we're all we're, we're parents, and we've we've known and we've listened and we watched our children grow uh-huh. and we've. And, you know, we, like a lot of other parents, thousands of other parents out here, have got their their children went on that nice educational and straight path. Right. Now, the children and the people who don't is because it's very, very easy to fall behind, get way, way, way behind, and then can't catch up. Now, if they think they're going to go out on the corner and pedal some rocks and all that type of stuff, uh-huh. it may last a little bit. It may last, you know, uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. But the same thing is going to happen, you know. Right. It's either it's either the the drive down, the drive by shooting, the jump out of the car, beat down, uh-huh. uh huh, uh, going to jail, or you know, uh, uh, getting hurt or killed. Now, it's just remarkable that even in this day and age, uh-huh. people are not they're not valuing their education. Right. And we all know now you have you have to have a high school diploma. To even go in the military now, right, right. Okay, all but, be, and we know, we both know, uh, 15, 20, 30 years ago, if, if if you wanted to go in the army, all you had to do was be breathing. Okay, uh-huh. but now, all the military, you know, they're like, hey, you know, you, you got a high school diploma, high school diploma? No, well then you can't join the military because they're seeing that as irresponsibility on that individual's part. Right, right. Not to mention, not to mention. Now, now even we got we have drone operators at the Air Force Base here in Las Vegas that are flying drones electronically over in in in, in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Okay, but again, but again you know, how, if a kid don't have Technical. the competency to, to to say or even the confidence, right? They might have the competency and just don't know. That if they apply themselves, they could do that type that type of thing. You know, they'll sit and play Madden or or PlayStation. Yep. 
you yep. know, yep. for hours. But then you say, okay, take that same skill set and and work this drone. Well, I don't know how to do that because I gotta I gotta use some some math or I gotta use some other technical, uh, you know, uh, skills that I don't have. So I have to, I have to read the manual yeah. in order to to fly this ten million dollar drone over an area of Iraq or Afghanistan. But they can't read. They don't. They can't comprehend simple technology terms. Uh -huh. Or if they can't handle those simple technology terms. You know that they can't handle the more uh, precise ones, right? Okay? And now the army saying, and the army and navy, you know, they're saying, well, this person can't even read the damn manual. How are they <laughs> going to fly this fifteen million dollar drone? How are they going to do the stuff we need them to do? Right. You got to right. have a high. You got to have a high school diploma to join the military. All right. So uh -huh. now they don't even have the choice. If they're dropping out of school, they don't even have the choice to go into the military. So now they're saying, well, I guess, I, I guess I'll do some bad stuff. Well, you know what? You're going to end up going to jail because you make, the person is making bad choices, you know, uh, and the, the bad choices are continuing. They're not learning from the bad choices. Uh -huh. They want to, they're like, hey, if, if I'm still breathing, I can still do what I want to do. Well, you know, unfortunately, you're going to get yourself in a lot of difficulty and it's going to just increase your bad fortune. And unfortunately, now we're seeing people. These kids are losing confidence. They're losing the, their will to to do better, get better, be better. Uh -huh. That's why we're see, that's why we're we're seeing this huge spike in teenage suicides. Oh well. Somebody somebody explain to me why a ten year old child want, want uh, kills himself. Explain that to me. A ten year old who doesn't even who just started living life. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's what? just so heartbreaking. So we go switch gears because you about to take it to a whole nother level, and I hear you getting ramped up over there. You are yeah. tuned in to Two Blue to Be Black, Two Black to Be Blue. Like I said, we cover our first topic there. We were talking about, uh, you know, I call the government lynchings, man, where we're looking at uh, just the the uh, the the, um, the anti-black man movement. It looks more like because of the 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 government uh, doing what they do uh, through the executions like this one of. Uh, of uh, Mr. Uh, Woods, and then also, you know, just uh, I was watching the other day, uh, you know, a videotape of uh, uh, a white male actually uh, was uh, being arrested by uh, a, a male and female uh, officer of color uh, in Chicago, and, and uh, she wound up shooting the guy a couple of times. I don't know if he died or not, uh, because they couldn't get the guy into custody, and, and it was, it was kind of crazy, but... Um, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll jump back on that because I do want to. I, I do want to continue to to dig deep on that and see how we can try to get to uh, some type of uh, you know um, foundation, man, to start working from. Did you see? Did you see the video of the person being arrested in New York City yesterday or the day before yesterday? I guess he was because I saw the video. Okay, he was approached. He was approached by. A plainclothes undercover, whatever you want to call it, in that particular area, it might be a tactical unit. Uh -huh. The guy, the officer, by himself was in plain clothes. Okay. Right? It was a, and the, the officer was African American. Yeah. And the guy he was dealing with was African American, probably about maybe 22, 23, maybe. Uh huh. And uh, the I would call the person a suspect, so we can differentiate between the two. Yeah. The suspect kept asking the officer, "What did I, what am I, what did I do wrong?" What, I did hear why, about that. Yeah, why, why, why are you doing this? What's going on? What, yep. You know, and the officer just kept telling him, "Don't move, don't move." And he's on the radio trying to give his location. Yep. To responding cars, 
because he was by himself. Right. But then this young lady was filming it. Then the young lady was yelling to the guy saying, ask the officer if you're being detained. Ask the officer if you're being detained because the officer wouldn't tell him that he was, quote, unquote, under arrest. Right. But now he's got his hands on the guy trying to keep him still. He's on the radio. One unmarked car was an unmarked car with uh, some red lights on the dash went flying by. Uh-huh. So he's driving down the street at 40 miles an hour. I right past the officer. He's supposed to be, quote, unquote, responding to assist on the sidewalk. Just just plain ridiculous. Right. Then so- all of a sudden, about 10 seconds later, uh, another car come flying up. They bo- That car went by, but they hit the brakes. Now, all of a sudden, because they were looking for the officer, they finally spotted him back up the sidewalk about 60 feet. The woman turned the camera on the phone toward these officers. Here comes six, seven officers running down the street, across the street, and up onto this, this young man. And next thing you know, they was uh, manhandling the mess out of this kid. That a kid is moving around. They slammed him down to the ground. One cop started kicking him. He had seven officers. It looked like a bunch of sharks attacking a wounded seal. Okay? Wow. Now, watching it on video, and this guy was a resistant. He was basically wanting somebody to talk, tell him what's going on. Right. Because, like I said, the guy wasn't in plain clothes, and there was a controversy about the guy not even supposedly identifying himself as a police officer. Okay, so this so now, one actually was different than the one I was thinking of because there was one where there was a black officer uh, detaining a white male, and the white male. No, this kid. No, this kid was African American. Yeah, the white male that that I was the one I was thinking of. The white male t- uh, told the officer that uh, my whiteness uh, supersedes your being an officer, so I don't have to listen to you. But uh, <laughs> was this shooting on like a? Didn't this was this shooting like on a stairwell or stairway? I want to say I don't even have a hundred percent. Uh, clarity on it because I I just heard it in passing. I think I yeah I I, I think I saw that particular okay. incident about two days ago. Yeah, because you know a couple of days ago I was in L.A. for the uh, Lakers and uh, Milwaukee I mean, uh, Philadelphia game and I saw it then. Oh, okay, and, well, we got to talk uh, about that one. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna send I was gonna send the video some video to you, but it was, the you, file was too large. Left us out of the loop on that one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I sure did. You know, jet over to L.A. for 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 about twenty four hours. But the thing was, I saw that video, uh-huh. and the individual had been shot by the police, and I believe it was the Chicago shooting. Okay, they, yeah, that the, was here, Chicago. Here, here's a here's a problem. Here's a problem. We have people. We have people who still believe that African Americans, regardless of what position they are in, are still beholden to white America. That's it's very very simple. I remember one time, mm-hmm. oh, I just have to get promoted, Lieutenant. You know, I was flashing that white shirt because you know I was just so proud that I was in it. Yeah, I was on I was on Monroe Avenue, and it was this guy had the street blocked with a truck. And, you know, I, I, you know I, I got out of the car, asked him very nicely, nicely, hey, you're forcing cars to drive basically westbound, and, you know, eastbound in the westbound lanes. Uh-huh. You can't do that on Monroe Avenue, upper Monroe. Right, right. Yeah. And you got, I told him, I said, you got plenty of room to put this truck on a curb right down here. But no, it was a U-Haul. He was moving furniture. He had to carry it farther. He just went back and forth on how he wasn't going to do it, and da-da this, and da-da that. And I'm like saying, you know, so you do realize that you're being directed to do what you need to do by a uniformed police officer. Now, I'm not going to beg you, you know, 
if I'll take you to custody and tow this truck away. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I, I know I know Sergeant so and so. I'm gonna call him on you. I'm like, Sergeant so and Sergeant? Yeah. You're gonna, sergeant. Call, you're gonna call a sergeant. And I'm the lieutenant. Uh, uh, yeah, you're gonna call a sergeant. All right, go right ahead. He didn't see that white shirt. He saw that black skin. Yeah. Okay. He didn't see that gold badge in, in the bars. He saw a black guy with a with a with a certain level of authority. That's plain and simple. Right. And, he didn't have to follow. and I'm like, sir, are you are you really are you really gonna go there? But the big thing is that unfortunately they don't see they see color and not position or they're not hearing things. That's uh-huh. why in education we have this problem. That's why in, in local government we have this problem. A lot of stuff at the local level, it has to be handled in the local government. Right. Right. You can't you can't go to the feds talking about, oh, well, the city of Rochester don't want to give up money to to, to sweep up Jefferson Avenue or da, 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 whatever. The problem is that if you have to have you have to have people of color in positions to make decisions. Do you think an African American governor in Alabama would allow that execution to go on? Maybe, maybe not. Mm. The problem is money is controlling a lot of this also. I'm sure that every single sheriff and police chief and law enforcement agency and probation, parole, and all of that stuff in Alabama was sending letters and making all kind of comments about these two guys who shot and killed those three officers. Those are the same people who cut Governor Ivey's uh, campaign contributions, all right? That's right. where this stuff is going. I believe that it's a conflict of interest for police unions to donate to the campaigns of their local district attorneys, okay? Because that district attorney may be charged or may have placed upon them the task of prosecuting officers that may have done something uh-huh. improper or straight-out heinous. That, that, that female white officer in Dallas, since when in Texas could you be convicted of murder and only get 10 years in prison? Right, there's a right. lot of there's a lot of people of color in Texas prisons right now saying, "Wow, I wish I had that jury." That jury <laughs> decided. Okay, the police officer in Chicago who killed uh, 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 McDonald. Yeah. Okay, six years. How, since when in Illinois do you get a conviction for murder, even second degree murder? Uh huh. All right, even second degree murder. How do you get a conviction of second degree murder? And only get six years in prison. Well, I can tell you how because on this segue, talking about the Nazi flag being brought to a, a Jewish candidate's uh, rally. Now, mind you, you get Trump out there doing his rallies, and if anybody came in there, certainly if a Black Panther member came in there, uh, you know, waving a banner, they, they would probably uh, find that person uh, uh, dead in, in in the corridor or somewhere. But this guy comes yeah. in. To his yeah, rally, Air Force One flagging the Nazi flag. I mean, so when you ask that question, it's like I can see how we have this type of thing going on because you still have a, a climate, an atmosphere uh, of where people uh, of a, a certain demographic—I won't say all of them, but but a, a strong majority of them—because this is something that's been carrying on for years now, where you not only wave this flag around or, or you or you go around with this attitude but then you go and seek out their rallies or their uh, events and then you hijack it by bringing your banner up 
But yeah, you're the victim if you find yourself getting beat down or or, or being killed or whatever. You, you know, you're the victim, and, and now that rally, that rally of those people in there are violent. But yeah, you're the one that's bringing the hate to their doorstep, and for what reason? Donald Trump has opened the door for this conduct. Plain and simple, end of story. You don't have to. You don't have to be a PhD in psychology or sociology <laughs> to understand this. All right, this stuff was not going on during the Obama administration or the Clinton administration or the Bush administration. We were become. We were a country where we still had a little bit of our differences, but we was we were working. We're still uh, working things out, and there was hope and vision. But here, but here's my question. Now there is no vision. There is no vision. Trump. Trump has set back race relations and all of this. He has set this back 50 years. So okay? my so my question to you then, because, I mean, you're older than me, so it certainly hey, some, of this, <laughs> some of this could be, you know, uh, 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 I, I mean, you got probably a, a lot more of, of experience understanding to this. But for, for me, I'm sitting here saying to myself that the, the folk that Trump has uh, – uh, lit the fire uh, or or the flame under for this type of extreme uh, ideology is not the ones that were during the generation uh, of mine or before me. These are all kids that's that's the same age as as my my son Blake or or my daughter Shelby or, or, you know, these are young millennials. They weren't around during the civil rights. So for them to have this desire to partake in that type of hateful uh, banter and, and display, it's like where do you get that from? How does that how does that get re, a this resurgence? Is, this is this is a resurgence of the mentality that a lot of those kids had doing that when they were when they were wilding, you know, eight, nine, ten, twelve of them running through Central Park, attacking people, beating, right. you know, knocking people to the ground, kicking them, and then running off because they think that stuff is cute. They think it's funny. They think it's fun because their mind is idle because they're not doing the stuff they need to do. Those kids, instead of being at home doing their homework, preparing for that math test tomorrow, mm. they're out running around Central Park acting like 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 idiots for a lack of better term. Okay. Yeah. So now, no, so now you. they're out there. This 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 stuff we're seeing with this neo-Nazi stuff, this white supremacy. This is giving them something to latch onto, so that they can go out and do stuff that they know is inappropriate. And just plain immature, but they yeah. also know that they also know that they ain't got they don't have to worry about uh, the, the Donald Trump Department of Justice, you know, they don't have to worry about the the current FBI uh, uh, staff. They're not worried about uh, uh, Trump going after police departments uh-huh. who go after those bad guys. Okay, yeah. they don't have to worry about that. So now it's it's open the door. For them to you to do this, I want you would think to ask a 21 year old who for you know who should be or would probably want to be in college, whether it's community college or getting a degree at a full four year school. Uh-huh. Instead of them, instead of them doing that, why are you out here traveling up and down the East Coast, going to these 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 neo Nazi rallies and Klan rallies and Trump rallies? What do you expect to gain? Like, that's what I'm saying. What is the draw? Like, I can get it if you talk about a Bull Thurman. You're talking about somebody from the 40s and in the 50s, you know, when that period was, when it was blatant and outright where you could go out and, and slap 
somebody or, or beat them or even lynch them and and, and have yeah. them hanging. Donald, but but Donald we've Trump gotten is, away Trump from is that. The current Trump is the current. What was that police chief down? Was it Alabama, Mississippi, where Bull Connor? Yeah. You know, Donald Trump is the current uh, Bull Connor. But where he's doing it from now, the office that he's doing it from is like spreading this fungus all out across the country. And people who, for some reason, they're sitting in a trailer park in Arkansas going like this. Whoa, go, whoa, golly, listen to Trump. Trump, Chuck, he talked real tough. He talked real tough. He ain't talking tough. He's just talking loud because he's not saying anything that makes any damn sense. Uh-huh. You know, all uh, Barack Obama has a penthouse in Trump's brain or what's left of Trump's brain. All right. He's got Obama out the ears. All right. And he's got a single focused mindset to try to erase Barack Obama's presidency. And I say this to Donald Trump and the people who are all of a sudden falling behind this guy. Right. Where were you for you? Where were you in 2012? If you were so big and bad, why didn't you uh, run in 2012? In what? order to get the Republican nomination in order to go against Obama, because Trump would have jumped off a bridge if he would have lost the general election to the black guy, which he would have which would have happened. Okay, which would have happened because the, uh, uh, Obama and Trump, a debate, Trump would have had his butt handed to him. The problem is that they see an open door for this horrendous activities. And we have to have a certain situation where people have to stand up. People of color have to stand up and people are doing it. But we need to do it in, in a more forceful way, uh-huh. not violent, obviously. Not violent, but forceful. We got to go to these uh, to these meetings. We have to tell our local and state government officials what we need to do, what we should do. We need to have people like yourself who run for office. All right. right. We need to have diverse representation. If we don't get diverse representation, especially in places like Mississippi and Alabama and and, and (laughs) Louisiana, West Virginia, West Virginia, these people were screaming and yelling about Obamacare because Trump was screaming and yelling about Obamacare. And they were the ones that was getting the Obamacare. Right. When they lost parts of Obamacare, they was like, well, I I didn't know that mean I was going to lose mine. Well, what the hell was you listening to? Yeah. What were you listening? You just thought that Obamacare was just for black people? How stupid (laughs) can you be? Well, okay. I tell you, I was sitting here listening to you and I was thinking about it. I said, man, I said, you know, we started out, <laughs> we was talking about the Nazi resurgence and, and some <laughs> of the, the government lynching and, and but it's, it's, it's all running together. I mean, even it's if you tied, try to, it's all tied, it's, it's all like, tied it's like together. It's like the spokes of a wheel. It's like the spokes of a wheel. You know? On the outside of the wheel, you got all these different issues. Yeah. And you ride the spoke to the middle. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. This is and crazy. And the thing is, the thing is that. We shouldn't be talking about. I, I thought neo Nazism and all that stuff was basically dead and buried. You know, I remember uh, when those years working in Highland section, and I had the uh, the car beat up there in, in the uh, the parks in Highland Park, and I would be up there chasing, you know, the the Nazis and and those uh, those um, uh, what were they call them those uh, Aryan Nation guys out because they, they would be in there uh, scoping out trying to catch the, uh, the the gays that would be in the park. You know, and so they would beat them up because they were gay. 
in the park. Yeah. And right. and I would spend time up in there, uh, you know, as a special attention to try to to uh, deter that and and to and to arrest the ones I would catch that were in the act or getting ready to be in the act. And so I right. had this this one run in. Uh, with the guy, and I never forget it because he had, you know, had the black boot with the uh, the black boot with the uh, I think it was either the white or the red laces um, in them, and you know he had the the skinhead, you know, and and all of that with the tattoos and stuff, and and he was just the biggest punk, but he was a, a pizza boy delivery. I think you you remember this that at one pizza shop they had down on South Avenue just before you get to Gregory Street it was right next to the laundromat. Uh, yeah. And all the cops used to love to go in there to get their food. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, knowing that this kid is a is a skinhead, I'm never going in there to get a meal because no. I know what he's going to do. But I had to tell, you yeah, know. What he's going to do, what he's going to do to, to, to cops of color, yeah. not to white cops. Right. And, and so I was right. telling the black cops, I was like, yo, man, don't go in there. Stop that shop because I, I, I stepped out with this dude. This dude is part of that, that skinhead group. And sure enough, you know, it came to a point where they they started to believe me, and so I started doing uh, the field the field uh, interview forms, those FIFs. I started collecting. I said, you know what? If you're gonna be that bold with who you are, it, we may not have a legal, uh, you know, a ground to stand on or whatnot, but I'm gonna group you in with the rest of the uh, the drug dealers and and the other intel information we have. So I would do FIFs. On everybody that that went in there that looked like they were part of the skinhead group uh, in right. that pizza shop, and eventually uh, they they did start to get some attention from Vice, and uh, and they shut them down. But yeah. uh, but it was just crazy, man. That you know we talk about political extremists. You know, you, you, you uh, I was on the Evan Dawson show the other day, and uh, you know Bernie Sanders, man, he's got a pocket uh, of folk that are that are out there, man, because they were getting really nasty with Elizabeth Warren. You know right. about her campaign, and and even at the when she uh, suspended it the other day, they uh, were going on her uh, social media and just just being all kind of nasty. And it was like, wait a minute, you know, her views and and y'all views are are pretty much in the pretty same. Close. Yeah, right. so why would you be so crazy to 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 act like that? And plus, she's a Democrat, wherein your guy who's running the Democrat isn't a Democrat. He's right. a, he's an independent. But uh, but yeah, spending Democrat money, spending Democrat money, right, and taking up a spot that could be held by Democrats. So it's just you know we talk about the extreme ideologies, we talk about the extreme behaviors. You know, it's just uh, mind-boggling how tightly wound this all is uh, together. You know, even when we talk about it just in a setting like this, we could literally bounce between, and we did. We bounced between three different topics, but we never once stopped stride because they they were all tied together the the officer yeah. you know being being stopped and 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 uh because we just had i think where you were on la you had a, a a brother that was off duty and he got uh he got beat down uh by uh some officers because they mistaken him for somebody um <laughs> it's just crazy yeah. so hey man we uh we got five minutes uh left in the show uh any any closing remarks i'm, I'm glad we was able to get this going Later on uh, today, I, I, we normally do our normal early hour thing, but uh, you know I had some other stuff come up and had to had to go handle that. But uh, I'm glad you were able to, to, to oh sure to I break got, away. I got, I got none but I got none but time on my hands. To be honest, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what exactly happened when you, that's, that's <laughs> exactly where I wanted. Well, no, see, when you is, retired, yeah. The thing is, is that, that you know because we're in the silly season, yeah. a lot of topics are tied together, 
And it's very, it's, it's very difficult to talk about one particular topic without showing and addressing the ties that happen with it. Yeah. You know, we could talk about, we, we could talk about, you know, uh, what happens, you know, what, you know, uh, men of men of color dealing with law enforcement, but you have to also ask yourself why are, or why is law enforcement acting in that particular manner? Right. Right. Now, when you, when you, when you got a, a person who is in the office, he's occupying the white house. I don't even use the P word talking about Trump. <laughs> uh, when you got him going and telling the cops, ah, oh, that's not, yeah, you know, you can rough him up a little bit, you know, you know, you know, hit your head on the side of the car. Now imagine you're at a function with 200 other police officers uh-huh. or more hearing him say that. Right, right, right. Okay, imagine hearing that. And now what, what shocked me was the people who was back standing behind him when he said that mess in front of all those cops, New York City, I'm looking those folks are all bosses. Mm, wow. They were bosses. They were they had all the hats with the gold braids and the gold badges. I know what that means. They wow. were bosses. They didn't have Joe Doe officers standing up on the stage behind Trump when he was making all those inflammatory comments about the police. Oh, uh, you know, basically saying the police are too soft. Right. These are all start, leaders. You need to start, you know, whooping some ass. They're supposed you know? to be leaders. Right. Now, these are the bosses clapping and making it sound like that's good. Now, you're out in the audience, or you see your lieutenant or captain on stage clapping and applauding the beatdown of people. <laughs> wow. Now, how can that boss come to you and say, hey, well, we got a complaint that you roughed up somebody or whatever? Right. It's not, it's not going to happen. You right. You just condone it. You got an open door. You, you got an open door. Mm. Right. This is what the, you figure now police officers not one to risk their careers, risk their lives risk going to prison you would think that yeah. this would be the number one goals and now you got these guys like these guys you know some guy taking a six-year-old and zip tying a six-year-old child yeah that's crazy taking her taking her into custody well you know what he done lost his job okay he done lost his career he will he can never be a cop in florida it wasn't worth it acting stupid of course not what is, my problem is I, I go back to the police departments i go back to their bosses i go back to their training this is an issue. Who's telling these guys that this type of conduct is okay? You right. Know who's telling them? The people in Washington, because the Department of Justice is not going to go after police officers or police departments. Not under this administration. Not going to happen. Mm. It's an open door. They're like, people are saying, well, we got an open door to act stupid. Who they want to go and attack? People of color. Now, people of color are saying, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah. This is 2020, not 1960. Well, we gotta yeah, leave it. We gotta leave yeah. it there. You done got fired up yeah. again. That's right. You, yeah, you, are you drinking that Heineken over there? Is that what's going on? Oh no, man! You know, you know, we got the coronavirus. You know, next thing you know, we're gonna have the Heineken flu. Oh gosh! <laughs> well, let's not even talk about the thirty-eight percent of troubled people who believe you catch the virus by drinking Corona. That right? look. That's we'll uh, we'll put that on next week's show. A mind, we talk is a, terrible, a mind is a terrible <laughs> thing to waste, okay? We're we going to talk about how he just blamed Obama for that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, hey, Unreal. P, I appreciate you, brother. I'm going to give you a shot later sure. on to see what's going on. We can talk about some other things offline. But uh, sure. you, that you all are, are tuned in to Too Blue to Be Black, Too Black to Be Blue. I just want to thank my, my co-hosts here, uh, Pierre Jensen, Renberg, the good lieutenant. And... Uh, 
Yeah, this is another show in the books, y'all. We uh we gonna have a good weekend here. Starting to do a little snow up in 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 western New York right now, but yeah, unfortunately it's seventy eight degrees here. Yeah, uh, thanks for rubbing <laughs> that in. We, we we supposed to be sixty two by Monday, but I ain't holding my breath. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> hey, thank you much. All right, brother. Well, I'll talk to you later, and I'm going to okay. and everybody off on too blue to be black, too black to be blue. I'm your host, Marv Desage. And I appreciate you all for tuning in and supporting this podcast on the main radio network powered by Brass Radio 1. And uh, we're going to go out with just a little bit of uh, Teach Me here uh, from Spotify. Music Soul Child. to be strong 